This is Plausibly Live. I had a whole show prep today and I was ready to do that and then stuff starts happening, you know. I didn't sleep well last night, sorry. I mean, it's not your fault, but I don't know why I'm apologizing for not sleeping well. Things happening, you know, tend to weigh on your mind and you get up in the morning and you think, well, this is what I'm going to talk about and sorry, I guess. I'm, I'm going to go full Buffalo Alice 314 on you today, which basically is my way of just getting off. I wouldn't call it a rant, but things are bothering me. I was listening to a fellow this morning explain to me that conservatives, you conservatives, you need to stop complaining about the Republican Party the way that they're not doing things and you need to you need to get behind them on this Durham hearing and you need to be supportive and you need to be all this stuff because uh, his logic okay here's his logic which is that we're we are all complaining I'm not maybe you are I don't know that this whole thing is we already know all this, this Durham hearing thing and his, his argument was, well, of course you already know it because you're smart and you listen to me and you you do these things. But, but these hearings, they're not for you. They're for the soccer moms, 17% of whom would have voted for Trump if they'd have only known how corrupt Biden was. That's his argument. And I thought to myself, I don't know anymore. You know, this business is can be very rewarding, can be very frustrating. Bill's show last week, they had a caller on Wide Open Wednesday, I think it was, who's talking about these ads for title lock insurance. It didn't make any sense. And I've had that conversation on numerous occasions dating back to when they first started running those ads with Newt Gingrich, Sean Hannity. And I thought to myself back then, they're playing on conservative biases, Newt Gingrich, Sean Hannity, to sell you something that's a complete scam. That's what it is. Now we're being told that we have to support the Republicans in these Durham hearings and, and what they're doing because it's not for us. It's for the soccer moms. It's for the 17 percenters. I thought this is a pure scam. They're just telling us this because they want us to feel better about nonsense. Nobody's watching these hearings. You understand that, right? If these hearings had to rely on ratings to sell advertising, they wouldn't be on the air. The only reason they're on the air is because they can use your tax money to do it. Even that said... The only people who are watching are the extremists on both ends. The people who have already decided that the FBI is corrupt, must be disabled, must be destroyed. And the people who think that this whole thing is just an attack on Hillary Clinton or Joe Biden or whatever. Those are the only people watching. And everybody else, those other 17%, are actually watching their news, their chosen news, whether that's you know conservative news, middle-of-the-road news, or left news. And they're learning everything via 
30-second sound bites that, of course, are produced for the sole purpose of backing up the position of whichever side is talking. That's it. Those are the only people watching this thing. Nobody's learning anything from this. Nobody's going to walk away from this and go, oh, my God, things have to change. And I guess it's, I guess it's kind of depressing. That's the part that's frustrating to me is that it's just, it's just so depressing. I've been doing, you know, Dave does history for Bill Mick every Tuesday, and we've been working our way through the convention again, the, the Constitutional Convention of 1787. And, you know, it's remarkable to me when I go back and read something. I read this book, The Coming Fury by Bruce Catton. I read that book when I was probably 21 or 22. I read it on patrol one year. and. As I said, when I was on vacation, I was listening to it on audiobooks, and I was stunned because I remembered none of this. I, I, how did I not know this already? I'd already read it, but here it was again, and it was it changes how I look at things. And so here I am, you know, rereading stuff. I'm always amazed when I reread stuff how what I what I pick up that I missed the first time through. I guess. I guess that should make sense because the same thing happens in Torah studies, uh, you know, passages of Torah that I've read my entire life that I've understood a certain way because that's the way I was taught to interpret it, um, have taken on new meanings and, and completely changed how I look at things. So I guess that makes sense. Anyway, I was getting ready for, for, Dave does history and we're doing the convention. And you know, the truth is I prep these about a week in advance for the most part. I know Bill's snorting right now because sometimes I don't send him the outline until the morning of. But as a general rule, I do my prep about a week in advance. And I'm just, you know, in the background of these Durham hearings, in the background of doing the show prep, and it's like you want to believe uh, I'm I'm raised to believe, I've grown up believing that, you know, our form of government's the best form of government there is, because we have honorable people who swear to uphold and defend the Constitution of the United States. And then we discover that the anti-federalists and the people who were concerned about these things were probably right, because these people are just a bunch of power-hungry lunatics who don't give a damn about your rights. They don't give a damn about your needs. What they care about is their power and their money, and that's it. And nothing has been further on display over the last, oh, I don't know, 20 years than our idiocy in Washington, D.C., and the way that we, as the people, are manipulated into joining a side, one side or the other, to the extreme of all else, knowing. Many times have we said this ourselves. The truth is somewhere in the middle. The truth is, neither of these sides give a damn about anything but power, because power can then be used to control things. Sad. It's a sad commentary that we, the people, choose our side based on specific individual issues. Mm. They use words that I don't like. They must be evil. And so we support people who are 
going to destroy our liberties. Or on the other side, they use words that we do like. We love these words. They don't have a fuck clue what they mean, but but they use words that we like. And so we pat ourselves on the back and we go buy freaking title lock insurance and giving them more money and more power. And it's embarrassing. And it's depressing. It's become difficult at times to get up in the morning and go, you know what? We need to we need to work harder. And I think to myself, every time I'm about ready to just throw in the towel on this stuff, think about those people down there on that submersible. Now, I'm told this morning that they're tapping an SOS. I've not found, I've only found one tweet that says that. I haven't found any news stories that say that. One of the conversations I had with Millsurp writer yesterday was, there's some sounds that that are being heard, but these sounds don't make any sense to me because even the most rudimentary person would know to tap SOS, right? I mean, you don't have to be a trained mariner to understand that. So if they're not tapping SOS, it's more likely that it's just noise off the rack or whatever. For whatever it's worth, I believe that the, the thing imploded and that they are long since dead. But that's my that's my belief on a on a Thursday morning. First full day of summer, I guess. But I but I hear that they're tapping SOS. They're not giving up. And I guess that encourages me in a way. My reading yesterday, in the midst of all this depressive frustration, I guess, right before I went full Buffalo Alice 314, um, there's the passage about George Mason. George Mason was a Virginian. He was a very wealthy Virginian. He was a very well-known Virginian. He was... But he was suspect of the ideas that were being put into the Constitution. He didn't think that they would work. He was a person who did not sign the Constitution. He became an anti-federalist. But it was this week, well, next week, I guess, at the convention, that he also understood that you can't give up. You have to keep working. Because if you walk away from this, the whole thing will collapse and there'll be a civil war. And I guess maybe that's the the thing that I take from it is as frustrating as all this is, as irritating as Congress is, as irritating as politics has become, as irritating as what words can be banned. Those of you that missed that, uh, Elon Musk has banned the word cis from Twitter. And, and I get it. It's petty and it's, you know, it's he's making a point and I get the point, but Again, how can you say you're about free speech and start banning words? I don't know. How can you say you're about liberty and freedom of choice and start passing laws that tell people what surgeries they can and can't have? There are just things that weigh on me. But I, I keep coming back to George Mason, who didn't give up. He stood up in front of that convention and told people, look, I think this is a really, it's not going to work. But the alternative is destruction, and I'm going to keep working until we're done. I'm not leaving until we're done, and I will make sure that I do everything I can, the best of my ability, 
And what happens, happens at that point. But at least nobody will be able to say, didn't try. Some days, think back to the driving across this country a few weeks ago. And I saw something that just stuck out in my mind. I don't, I don't know why. I sent I sent Bill and Ron a text and actually said, I found my new radio nom de guerre. Now, radio nom de guerres are the pretend radio names that we use. For example, in my case, it was Dave Diamond. I didn't like Dave Diamond as a name. Um, but I had to have something because, well, we've talked about this before. The company that I was working full time with didn't want me on the air as my name, so I had to have a radio name. Chimpo, John Chimpo, John Considine. Dave Mazzy, that's not his real name, but by this point in life, everybody knows him as that. There are innumerable ones. Michael Savage is not his real name. Now, there are people who use their real name, but eventually I was able to, and I do here. But I'm driving down the road in North Dakota, of all places, and I saw a sign that just I don't know, it just caught my attention for some reason. It's exit 314 on I-90. You can exit the Buffalo Alice. That's Buffalo or Alice. There's two cities, Buffalo and Alice. But for some reason, it just fit for me. I don't know. So I started thinking about this, and the more I thought about it, the more I, the more it just percolated in my head. And by the time I got to Minneapolis, I was thinking to myself, you know, when I get... When I get off kilter, when I get when I get uh, depressed, when I get irritated, when I want to get back on the road to normality, I'm going to take exit 314. I'm going to go to Buffalo Alice. And so from now on, when I get off kilter and I say I'm going full Buffalo Alice, you know what I mean? I mean, everything is going wrong and I want to get back on track. That's kind of where I'm at. Old Buffalo Alice 314 today, exit 314 today. And all I can say is all of these hearings are nonsense. They're not convincing anyone of anything. No one is changing their mind. No one is changing anything because of the way our media works. And it's up to us to get on the right road. It's up to us to recognize the fact that we're being manipulated, that we're being fucked with and it's all about their power and the sooner we get off at exit 314 <laughs> better off we're gonna be